Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Source. This is Beyond the Ring of Boxing number nine. We have a great show for you today. Not too long of a show, but I wanted to recap some big news over the weekend from the heavyweight championship between Tyson Fury and Dillian White. And coming up this weekend, we have some pretty impressive fights as well. We got Shakur Stevenson. We got Katie Taylor. And next month in June, excuse me, in a couple months, in June, we got a big one, and in May, we got Canelo, and we also mm-hmm. have, in June, we got Lightweight again. We have Kambosis, as well as Devin Haney for the Lightweight Championship. So many great fights coming up. I cannot wait to recap them. We are going to jump right in and go over the Heavyweight Championship from this weekend. Tyson Fury has defended his WBC and Lineal Ring Magazine Heavyweight Championships against his fellow countrymen of the UK, Dylan White. So, for those of you who are not familiar with Dylan White, or Dillian, he's got a little bit of a different spelling of his name. He has been in the heavyweight game for a great amount of time. He's fought against big names, such as Joseph Parker, former heavyweight champion of one of the belts, Obviously, Anthony Joshua he's fought, and most recently against the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. Dylan White, once again, has mm-hmm. been completely suffered, has suffered, excuse me, by his kryptonite, which is an uppercut. It took Tyson Fury only six rounds to put Dylan White on the canvas. Some controversy, some controversy, I will say, because the fight that I saw... Fury was in control the entire fight, in complete command, had a better boxing IQ, better point in his career, substantially more prepared than White was for the fight. That being said, in the sixth round, when Fury did catch White with that uppercut on the chin, I'm not going to deny it, he pushed White to the canvas. Push him down. Dylan White then walked up, got up from the canvas, all disoriented, the ref called the TKO. Dylan White did say, and numerous people have been in support of this, that when White hit the canvas, the back of his head hit the ground. And when it hit the ground, he was all disoriented, couldn't get up, and he's saying that's the reason why I lost the fight. He pushed me down. Because the uppercut that Fury really had on him, it really wasn't too... Too striking. It wasn't like a complete full uppercut. It wasn't like when Anthony Joshua fought Vladimir Klitschko back in 2017. He landed that huge uppercut and knocked Klitschko's head all the way back, almost like a knock him sock him robot completely. <laughs> but it was a not too effective of a punch. He didn't land it completely clearly. But him kind of shoving him down, eh, it's, it's whatever. But... I do believe that there were some other punches that were kind of getting him a little bit rocked before that. And though he he did get shoved to the ground, I don't think him coming up that quickly. Like, he got up, he was down for a few seconds, don't get me wrong, Dylan White. But from him getting up from that, I just think that wasn't the blow that broke his, his back. Let's put it that way. That being said, Fury's champion. And at the end of the fight... Claims, 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 I'll put claims in very, very big quotes, that he is retiring and that is is his last fight from professional boxing. I will call BS on that a thousand ways, a thousand times, a thousand times. 
The reason why is this. No one walks away from that much money. No one does. Nobody, nobody does. The only fighter I can think in heavyweight history, and believe it or not, it's very surprising because he was such a dynamic personality, and Gypsy King is named after him, is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson never came back. He was in the game forever. He was obviously very successful in his career. Had huge, huge fights. Heavyweight champion, number of times over. But towards the end of his career, he didn't make comeback after comeback after comeback. I know he had that pay-per-view thing with Roy Jones Jr. about a year or so ago, and he may be entertaining fights for other celebrity stuff. That's not real boxing. That's amateur boxing. It's like sideshow boxing to get some extra cash. I'm talking about actually making a legitimate comeback to the fight game. Tyson Fury, you will be back. I hope you will be back. You're my favorite boxer. I love watching you. I love your story. I love the comeback and the resilience. Come on, man. You cannot, under any circumstances, hang the gloves up at this point in your career. You can't. The only reason and the reasoning I could kind of see to him hanging up the gloves would be, in a way, he has kind of defended Everything that he's ever had to defend against. The reason why I say that is this. I'll kind of go and I'll I'll, I'll elaborate on that. So. He fought against Klitschko back in 2015. Underdog went into enemy territory, enemy territory, excuse me, in Germany and won the belts. No one expected him to win. He won all the belts. He was unified unbelievable and then he came back and he won the WBC and he was always the lineal heavyweight champion always held that title won the WBC in 2018 when he fought when he fought Deontay Wilder had that great trilogy of fights the couple in between but in that time period in my mind he's got really nothing else to prove the only thing I could just kind of see him doing is if he sticks around, keeps getting these kind of layup fights against a Dylan White a few years back. He fought Otto Wallin, Tom Schwartz. He's fought these layup fights in between contending for titles. The only person he's really waiting for at this point in hopes to contend for a title is just the winner of the Anthony Joshua Alexander Usyk. And if and when that rematch happens, it's going to happen, obviously. Joshua exercised the rematch clause. He's going to fight one of them. I expect Fury to beat both of those fighters. So if he does it again, then he's just proving that he could do it again. And I know it's like two-time, It's but it's history that's already been made to make it again for the sake of making money. Which I understand is always going to be the MO of professional, especially heavyweight boxing. Heavyweight boxing is always going to be a show of its own where it's bringing in the most money. Ten ways every single day. Eddie Hearn knows what he's doing. And you know what? He knew what he was doing for Dylan White. He knew White was not going to be able to beat Fury. He had to know that. But he knew if he put if he puts White in there, he's going to get him a decent purse. I think he made, I want to say, like between like four and seven million for stepping into the ring. I think Fury had like 20-something million. So I think with the with the fight bonus for winning, I think Fury made over 30-something million. 
not bad for six rounds of work. Not bad for like, you know, under 18 minutes of work. <laughs> so, not bad. But I'm going to say this, Tyson Fury, you're too good in your, in your career to hang it up now, man. Former lightweight champion, lightweight great Carl Frampton has even said, why are you hanging it up? You're in the prime of your career, man. Why are you stopping? He could clear at least, at least another $100, $150 million alone for fights that he would have against Alexander Usyk and or Anthony Joshua. The only thing I will say last to wrap up our discussion on a heavyweight is Fury made some comments after his remarks about his retirement and he hopes, he even said, if my belts get vacated, I hope that Deontay Wilder has a shot to contend for him. He's come out and said he doesn't really have any bad blood towards him. Obviously, he's beat him two times. Three, if you count that first fight that they had, it ended up in a draw. But I think it'd be a good thing if Wilder contends for him. We need to get American heavyweight championship boxing back on the map. I know Andy Ruiz had a very small taste of it back in 2019 when he beat Anthony Joshua. But I love that power that Wilder brings. He's got a big, big personality. I think it'd be, it could be great for the sport to get it back on the map in the USA. So that being said, I can't wait for that fight to happen. If he ever contends for the belts, I'd love to see Andy Ruiz have another shot at a couple of the belts. Heavyweight championship boxing, it's not going to be the same without Tyson Fury. I'm going to just say that right now. We need him. The sport needs him. He's got a great personality. Couple more things I just want to talk about. We're gonna have kind of a quick show today on Beyond the Ring. Is we got some great fights coming up actually this weekend. We have the in the lightweight division for junior lightweight. We got Shakur Stevenson and Oscar Valdez. That's gonna be coming up on Saturday night. This Saturday, April thirtieth. It's gonna be an on at night. I think that's going to be a ESPN Plus fight. Check that out. Shakur Stevenson is a Mayweather guy. He's got a tremendous amount of power. He has recently coming off a victory in lightweight division as well in junior lightweight, going against Jamil Hearing, Long Island zone of Longwood. But Shakur Stevenson, he's a little bit younger, a little bit more speed in his, in his step right now. I'm looking forward to a fight against, against him and Oscar Valdez. This has been a fight that's been in the talks for some time. I know obviously the one he had against Herring back in the fall was really, really talked about. But this one against Valdez, both undefeated, both huge, huge punching power, a lot of speed, they're really fast, and they're both very young, so this is going to be a very interesting fight to watch coming up this Saturday night, be sure to check that one out, another one I actually want to spotlight as well is going to be on this Saturday night too, or maybe Saturday during the day, I want to just check on the time, it's going to be on the zone, that's going to be between two women boxes actually, we have Katie Taylor fighting this Saturday. She is a product of Mr. Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Boxing, Matchroom Sport of the UK. So she will be fighting this upcoming Saturday against Amanda Sarano. So that's going to be pretty cool to watch as well this Saturday, April 30th. And I can't wait for that fight. That fight actually, I believe, is going to be taking place in New York City. So be sure to check that one out. That's going to be really exciting too. Katie Taylor, if you don't know much about her, she is the greatest lightweight fighter in women's boxing. I, I have to say, I think I've really seen in my life. I don't know too much about women's boxing history, but Katie Taylor is just on a whole other level. She is 
really, really interesting story. She has a lot of power. She's super fast and she takes down every single person that's put in front of her. So one thing I like about her a lot is she's very, very humble for being as successful as, as a person as, as she is. And that just goes for being a man or woman, especially in boxing. Boxing, you have someone successful. They're always mouthing off just in any sport, especially any combat sport, whether it's boxing or UFC. Everyone is completely loudmouth, boasting. It's just, it's kind of just comes up with the territory. But Katie Taylor, I heard her have an interview on Eddie Hearn, the boxing promoter, on his podcast, No Passion, No Point. You could check them out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And she's very humble. She kind of just talks about her training regimen, what she does. She's very grounded. And like Eddie Hearn even like said to her, like, ask the questions like, so what do you do like in your downtime? Like, I rest and recover. I rest and recover. I train. I go to the gym, spend time with my family. She's really down to earth person, but she when she steps into the boxing ring, she takes care of business like no other person I've really seen. And there's a lot of people in the um women's lightweight division. Um like Amer- like Amanda Saranos. Another one too is Michaela Mayer. They're both very impressive fighters as well. So that could be kind of cool. I'd love to see it down the road. Michaela Mayer, I've been following her since last year. And she is really cool to um to watch as well. She is a, a prodigy of Coach Al. Coach Al is a very le- legendary boxer out of uh, out of the uh, Detroit, Michigan area. Um, I believe he coached and like mentored people like uh, Sugar Hill Stewart and Floyd Mayweather. He's he's been around for some time. And he, I believe, I'm kind of getting off point from Katie Taylor, but Michaela Mayer, she, I believe, was Coach Al's um, first female fighter. He was kind of reluctant to even take her under his wing, but I would definitely look into her story she's got a pretty cool story too Michaela Mayer in the lightweight division of boxing just her background is pretty cool to check out as well so if that fight ever comes to fruition obviously Katie Taylor has to get through Amanda Sarano this upcoming Saturday but if she ever gets to it great fight to be made in women's lightweight division would be Katie Taylor and Michaela Mayer they're both I think Mayer has a little bit more of a height advantage on her but Katie Taylor's power and just her drive to just finish off every single opponent that's put in front of her is pretty impressive. So I would definitely check that fight out for sure. So just a few great wins we have coming up. Um, Obviously this weekend with the Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez, I'm going to be doing a little bit more of an in-depth analysis of that fight after it happens this upcoming weekend. I just wanted to let you guys know about it because I know it's a pretty big fight on the horizon. And of course, this Saturday as well for the women's in Amanda Sarano versus champion Katie Taylor. And just go over, obviously, the heavyweight championship from this past weekend. Um, Two big fights I definitely want to just mention. I will be spotlighting these as we get closer and closer. Um, the two big championships in big divisions, light heavyweight now, Canelo Alvarez is moving up from super middleweight to light heavyweight, he'll be fighting Dimitri Bivol on May the 7th, I believe, that's going to be like Cinco de Mayo sort of weekend, that's going to be great, that's going to be in Las Vegas, will Canelo take over light heavyweight too, I gotta tell you, I don't say anything that's going to stop that man, (laughs) the power that he possesses in those four corners of a boxing ring, 
he sizes people up, he takes everyone down, and I have to tell you, there's not really anybody or anything that's going to come his way. So that's going to be a great fight in May and in June. I always talk about every single show, at least a few minutes, but the lightweight division in boxing in women's is very big, and men it's in men's it's gigantic as well. Mm-hmm. We have the lightweight championship. George Cambosis of Australia will be f- defending his belts fresh off of his victory of Teofimo Lopez from last November. He's going to be going against uh, Devin Haney of the WBC. He's the WBC lightweight champion. He's an American, so we get to see what happens there. If it's going to be reclaimed by an American in the lightweight division, or if it's going to be defended and another belt is going to be added to the resume of George Cambosis. That's a fight I really, really am looking forward to. That's going to be on June the 4th in Australia. I think they're kind of working it out for the time, so it's not in the middle of the night. I think it's going to be kind of a little early in the morning over there. Because I know I think the pay-per-view is going to be a little bit more of a demand. Because Cambosis is he shocked the world when he fought Lopez last November. So be sure to check out that fight as well. So on our next show, just to kind of preview a little bit, I'll be recapping the Oscar Valdez and the Shakur, Stevens fi- Shakur Stevenson fight from this weekend, the Katie Taylor, Amanda Saranos, and some other fights down the road. Just want to have a little bit of a quick show today to recap the fights from this past weekend, as well as what we have upcoming. Thanks so much, for everybody, for listening. This is Beyond the Ring of Boxing.